I guess I'm on. Hello out in podcast land. <laughs> well, I think this is the, is this like high school vacation? Yeah, fall, break. fall break. Why are you here? Um, I was uh, sitting in the back of a pickup truck. My wife and I do redneck picnics. So we take our pickup, put a couple lawn chairs in it and bottle of wine and some food and we drive up on top of a hill and then we sit in the back and look up at the stars and she says to me honey what's do you know the name of that star and I reach for my phone now most of the women in here will go you did what (laughs) and I and she goes why are you reaching for your phone I said well you asked me the name of the star she goes honey when you're with a woman under the stars in the back of a pickup truck and she asks you a question, she's not wanting information, she's wanting connection. <laughs> and I went, oh. So I put my phone on the cab of the truck and she goes, honey, do you know the name of that star? And I said, I don't, but how do they make you feel? And she goes, good job. <laughs> okay, you got it, good boy. And um, that um, to me is a, uh, is a picture of Holy Spirit in a way and a picture of us and our relationship with Holy Spirit. Um, I think at at the kind of at the end of the day or or at the, I fell off a ladder. What a cliche. Okay, that some some of you are watching me do this. And uh, anyway, um, and I think that Holy Spirit is way more interested in connection than an information. Um, I was once um, accused of being phenomenological. And after I looked, I said, oh, thank you. Um, Then I had to go look that up. And it meant that um, you're experience oriented. And I thought, well, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Remember when Jesus uh, approached the scribes and the Pharisees, and he said, "You search somewhere in John." He said, "You search the scriptures, thinking in them you have eternal life, but you won't come to me that you may actually experience eternal life." And I'm sure they went, "What? Wait, that's a whole different paradigm." And so, what we um, do, and, and what I want to do in this class, um, in the times that I teach, is to help us to to understand the experience, but also to tie it back to truth. Because um, the spirit, John said, don't believe every spirit, right? It's, yeah, I heard from the spirit. Okay, but what's particular, you know, it's sort of like, um, there's a world out there, but Holy Spirit is the spirit that we walk with, is the spirit that we're filled with. And so, um, if I just look to you and you just go click, would that, would that work? Okay, go click. Okay, so let's try an experiment. You ready? Okay, click. Well, that's a little out of focus. Well, okay, so close your eyes. And, and I'm watching you. Now close your eyes. And when I say the word Holy Spirit, what immediately comes to your mind? What pic- picture, what feeling, what thought? Okay, open your eyes. What, what thought came or picture or whatever came? Fire. Fire? Yeah, good. Anybody else? Safe. 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 Good. Yeah, good. Good 
say feeling. Were you, did you see yourself in a picture or just had the feeling of being oh, safe? Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Safe. Yeah? Anybody else? Yes? A cloud. A cloud? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big presence. Good. Anybody else? Ever since, ever since I read The Shack, it's a, a large, kind woman that's cooking me something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing how that picture, it connects somewhere in your heart, and then it becomes almost like a doorway drug into, into experience or into encounter in a way. Well, I was just saying the shack too, but it was, uh, the, she was almost this mystic. Yeah. She, it was like mystical, you, you could see, but you couldn't quite see. Yeah, out in the boat and, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, anybody else have a, have a picture? Okay, go ahead. Companion. Oh, you, companion, I'm sorry. Um, so um, this week I was in the shower where I get most of my inspiration. And, um, and oh gosh, I'm gonna cry, stop it. Um, and I said this, dang it, I got this, the river flows out of my eyes, okay? That, that river, that it always comes, it's like, ah, oh, dang it. So, so I, I'm, I'm sitting there and, and, I'm, and I carry on conversation a lot with God just during the day. It just, I just kind of, ever since. And so how many of you were here when I taught the first time I was here? Some of you, okay. I won't tell my story, but so I have just this fun story with God and I don't know how it all happened. And I'll, I'll share some of it as I go along during this teaching time. But so I'm in the shower and, I, and I, I'm going, so, so what do you, and I don't say like Father God or G, I just say, what do you, what do you think? Feel, and I asked that question, what do you want me to say to Otter Creek people who are in the class? And I'm thinking, I'll get information. <laughs> I didn't get information. What I got was this, <sighs> and it was like the shower. It was like, it was like this massive influx. Have you ever been with a mother and you say, how are your kids? And they just go, oh, you just, and have you ever been with one of those kind of moms? There's like, oh, you just want to be, oh, and I love these kids, you know, and just this one right here, she's, she's, <laughs> she's one of those moms. It's like, we call her Sparky, but, but um, where, where they're just effusive, they're, they're ebullient, they're, I'm trying to think of all those words, they're very animated, they're, they just, they're not bragging, they're just so proud, they're bursting, you know, they're that sort of a thing, and, and, um, if, if there's anything going on with the kids, my wife, this is what, any concerns, they're like, oh, and I just, I, I want so much for, and then they, come on in, plenty of room down front, as you can see. Um, <laughs> here, I'll go over here, then it's safe to come in this side. Um, so, so, they're, um, so they just want to say something, and they're saying, oh, I, I'm, I'm so, I just, I, I'm so concerned about this, but, but I, I want so much for, you know, and they're, they're like expressing these dreams, and this, and, and Holy Spirit was just, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wow, wow, and so, and, and, and so, as, as it went by, I was able to like tack scripture on, on some of it as it went by, but it was, it was almost like, stop, will you stop, you know, it's like, you're, you're like crazy in love with this group, you're like, you're like their biggest fan. You're like, and I'm thinking, wow, if we could get a picture that that, um, in the Old Testament, a lot of the pronouns for Holy Spirit are feminine. I don't know if you knew that or not. 
but it, it says she when it talks about spirit. If you want to read about Holy Spirit, read about the description of wisdom in Proverbs, where it's like, I was with him, I was his delight. It's like we're having this dance creating earth, I was hovering over. Okay, and so, so this Holy Spirit is, is like that, just intensely uh, animated and in love with us, with us in this room. And so um, I got out of the shower and I quickly tried to write what I heard. Okay, just write what I heard and then tack the scripture to it. And I had a whole different thing I was going to do, but I want to do that instead because that was the answer. That, that was what I heard. So go ahead, Mike. So the first thing was this. It was almost like, oh, oh. It's like, oh, oh. Tell them I gave birth to them. I'm so proud to have done so. I live inside of them. They're mine. They're mine. See, Jesus said, you're born of the flesh, but you're also born of the Spirit. When, when we're born again, in a sense, we have a, a, a mother, a father. We have something that causes us to be born again. And it says, unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom. Unless you're born of water and the Spirit, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. That which is flesh is flesh, but that which is born of Spirit is Spirit. You are not merely natural because we're born again, the spirit inside of us, when, when God said to Adam, in the day you eat of it, you will die. And yet he lived like another 800 years. Okay, but something died. He immediately knew he was naked and was ashamed because something died. The spirit side of him shriveled to just enough to keep him alive and that was it. Kind of like an autopilot spirit inside. But when we're born again, Holy Spirit goes and blows, this, blows life into the inner, inner sanctum, the innerness of us, and comes to dwell there. And so inside of us, there is this infinite almighty God. But this infinite almighty God doesn't beat up on us, doesn't overrule us, doesn't dominate. It's just gentle and loving. And, and, but yet, I... I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. But I am a spirit. I'm primarily a spirit. And when I live from the inside out, when I live from the spirit outward, everything falls into order in my life. In 1 Corinthians, it talks about three kinds of people. Paul says somewhere, it's, they're all in like first three chapters. He says, you're all arguing. He says, aren't you just men of flesh? Because you're all arguing. One says, I'm a Paul. And, and so that word is sarkikos. That, that is where we get sarcophagus. It's the word that says, I'm flesh-driven. It's like I'm an animal. My animal nature drives me. The lust of the flesh drives me. Okay? And I make a lot of my decisions about based on brain chemistry. Right? What will influence dopamine and serotonin the most that's what I'm going to do. Oh, watching TV, that's, say, taking this drug, going to this party, doing this, doing porn, whatever will, will fulfill me in that way. And Paul says, that's animal nature. But, uh, and, so, and so you go, well, really? And he talks about then the natural man doesn't understand the things of the spirit. They're foolishness to him. But the spiritual man rightly assigns value to all things. Okay, and now there's two other words there. So you have 
sarkikos, which is the flesh man, but then there's this other man called the natural man, and that's psychikos, psychology, the brain, brain man, okay? But it says the natural man doesn't understand the things of the spirit man, and that's pneumaticos, where we get pneumatic tire. And what Holy Spirit grieves over, I think, is the fact that we have rightly looked at our sarkikos nature and said, that needs to be put under control. But we've landed here as brain people to put this guy under control. And Holy Spirit goes, ah, you stop short. Come over here. Come over where you're a pneumaticos person who's motivated with me and by me. That's the kind I want. That's what I'm looking for inside of us. You're mine. You've been bought with a price. Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're not your own. Okay, go ahead. And interrupt me any time. You're not, there's, see, I have no notes. You're not going to throw me off at all. Um, the second thing that, that I heard was, do you understand that I am like a river? In, I'm not static, but I, I will flow. I flow. Says Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. From his gut, from his uh, belly, will flow rivers of living water. By this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. There is, a, there is an active flow that comes out of that spirit core in us that if we learn to honor will be the most important thing in our life. But we need to learn to honor it because it is often contrary to pure logic. It's like, wow, okay, I have this sense that I'm, so here, I'll give you an example from last week. So I landed at the airport, they lost my baggage, my flight was late, I had been gone for nine days, I had perishable gifts in that bag, and I come up to the, I won't say which baggage claim, and I walk up and the person, the short kind of round woman who I thought, why is she like the baggage person, doesn't even look at me and she just goes, it's gonna be some minutes, I have lots of bags to get first. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, like, so I'm like, you know, I'm like that angry travel guy. Have you seen that? I'm like that. I'm like watching. And she goes and gets two bags, and she slowly brings them. She goes to get two more. So three other people with tans walk up, and they're like, hey, we've let, and she goes, it'll be. And she starts that thing, and they start bad-mouthing her. And then they're doing like OMG texts on their, OMG, this is like, we're standing here waiting for, you know, like this. And I'm staying there, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit goes, well, <laughs> just like, well, I think she needs help. And I'm thinking, natural man, well, she's the baggage person. And Holy Spirit said, my father wouldn't stand and watch and bitch. And I'm like, and neither would his children. And so literally, I'm having this real-time conversation about doing something really unusual for a businessman in a suit in an airport an important businessman in a suit in an airport. And I go, ha, huh. and I have learned to say yes. You never know for sure, so you say yes and trust God to bail you out. And so I dropped my case and followed her and she spins around. She goes, 
like that. And I said, helping you is the most important thing I have to do right now. She goes, Pah. so we're, we're dragging bags over. And now the line's like five people. We get all done. And she goes, um, wait, he's first. She goes in, closes the door, and she bursts into tears. She just, she's just crying. And, and I'm like, mm. and I just put my arm around her. And she's, she's okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I, I go, sweetheart, I am sorry you had such a hard day. I'm sorry you don't get the support that you need. <sighs> Stop crying, Andy. Okay, and so I don't preach the gospel to her. I just put my arm around her. She does my bag thing. I walk out, and everybody's not texting, and they're, they're like, like that. And I go, be sweet to her. She's had a longer day than you've had. They're like, and I went away. Okay, so Holy Spirit had this little appointment for me, and I just tried to honor the flow. The Holy Spirit has little appointments for us every day. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that he's prepared beforehand for us to walk in. And when we walk in them and do them together with him, we find life. It doesn't get more complicated than that. We listen, we obey we find life. The joy of a mother is to do things with her children, not even for her children. That's joy too. But when children go off and do things without her and she knows she could come, then it's like, ah, dang. I mean, my wife's like, I'm going to get, she spent all day yesterday putting in a garden with one of her daughters-in-law. And I'm like, you could help me on the treehouse. I have a broken wrist. No. Okay. Ready to go. So honor the flow. Secondly, um, the Holy Spirit is the most amazing comforter. The word, the word here is, I'll ask Father to give you another comforter and helper. Neither one of those is a good um, interpretation of that or translation. It's para, paraclete, para alongside kaleo to call. When someone was running a marathon back then, at near the end of the marathon, when they knew they'd be exhausted, they would have a friend, an official friend called the Paracaleo, and the Paracaleo, Paracolite, would run almost like pace car with them for the last leg of the race going, come on, you can do it, come on, come on, I'll be with you, come on, couldn't touch him, but come on, I'm going to, you know, and would get them across the finish line. And it says that is what the Holy Spirit is, the Paracaleo, the one who, when you have just had it, goes, come on, I'll strengthen you. A little different because the Holy Spirit can touch us, can strengthen us. And so when we learn to honor that flow in the midst of, you know what, this is just, and I, I can either go this direction into anger and into whatever, or I can go this direction into Holy Spirit. And you close your eyes and that picture that you have, or maybe even a better one, as we begin to know and understand Holy Spirit, we go, ah. And we open our eyes and we're somehow a different person because we're walking in the spirit, not in the natural, not in the flesh. But we're over here and that river, in a sense, buoys us along. And there's this comfort that we receive. And it's, it's an otherworldly comfort. It's not, it just is. Okay, it's our birthright. It's who we are. If, if you love someone and gave your life for them, wouldn't you want to comfort them when they needed it? Duh. Well, then Holy Spirit is sent 
one of the things for that purpose to really, really in real time, in real life, comfort us. And the only reason we don't feel or experience that is not on the sending side, but it's on the receiving side because we don't know how to stop, turn off whatever is the noise, and turn to Holy Spirit and just say, thank you. Will you help me now? Holy Spirit says, I thought you'd never ask. And we, and, and we learn, and over time, you know, for me, so I've been at this probably 35 years now, and over time, you just, for me, it's just, I close my eyes, I open my eyes, and everything's different. It's like, it's like, it's like there's a switch in my eyes, and I just, ah, and I'm right there. I just, ah, okay, I got to come back. So it's just because ever-present help in time of need. In him we live and move and have our being. We're not natural people, guys. We're aliens on this earth. That's what Jesus said. Okay, go ahead. Um, the other thing is, um, here Jesus is talking, and he says, he'll guide you into all truth. But I want you to notice something about this. It's not kind of like, I'll make you a better Bible study person. But it says, um, whatever he hears, this is a present verb, whatever Holy Spirit hears right now in the present, in the situation you're in, he will come and share it with you. In other words, there'll be a verse you hadn't thought about in 25 years, and also it's like, huh, huh, hadn't thought about that in 25 years, but that would, that's the right thing to do right now. So the Holy Spirit just goes, oh yeah, and Sometimes truth will come in ways that, that you just have no idea. Okay. Did you train? No. Okay, good. And so um, he'll, the other thing is that um, he'll dis, Holy Spirit will disclose to you what is to come. I have been in multiple business meetings where I know what's going to happen. I just know. I just Because um, for me... I think that God wants us to cheat at meetings. If you were the mother and your child was in a business meeting and you could whisper something that would help them, do you think you wouldn't? Do you think you wouldn't help them to get favor? I'm up in um, Cleveland, Ohio, so I'm a, a water consultant, finance and water kinds of stuff, and I'm with the head of, of Cleveland Water, 61 cities, four counties, this is a place where the river caught on fire, right? Like, what do you put it out with? Water? You know, it's like, and so, so I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to them about the cleanliness and Lake Erie and how we could clean it up, and so I kind of work in the, that kind of thing. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit goes, hey. And I'm like, yeah. He says, um, and, and I look at the director. He's been there 35 years, and all of a sudden, I know what's going on in his heart and in his head. I know it. I know it would be on a shadow of a doubt. And I go, huh, see, I just got to cheat right then and there. And so we're sitting there, and finally the director goes, Reese, you know, you've been asking us questions for three hours, and you haven't said anything. I mean, what do you think? I mean, we're paying you a lot of money to come up here for a day. And I said, Erwin, I think I've just got one job. And it's like, this is like a Mont Blanc pen meeting. I mean, this was like, you know, don't wear a sport coat to this meeting. And so, and so we're sitting there, and, and everybody just leans forward. He's got his, all his senior staff there. And I said, Erwin, when you were a boy, you swam in Lake Erie. And you're afraid on your watch 
children will not be able to swim in the lake. And I said, my job is to make it so you can swim in the lake. And he goes, meeting adjourned. Let's go to lunch. We go to lunch, and I'm going to quote now. He goes, how the hell did you know that? Okay, and I said, lucky guess. You know, I, I mean, I didn't say, oh, the Holy Spirit, because you don't need to. Holy Spirit doesn't need credit. He just needs connection. And so I just said, oh, it just seemed clear to me that that's, and he goes, he goes, well, you nailed it. He goes, I, I really haven't shared that with anybody, but honestly, he goes, we want you around. Give me a scope. So I give him a scope for like 100000 more than I thought it would be because I heard he's tough to work with. He takes it and doubles it and writes in longhand, we want you around. And I'm thinking, you can get more favor from Holy Spirit disclosing to you, sharing with you. Look out for this. You're about to go into a meeting. You just go, Holy Spirit, is there anything I need to know? Your child is about to walk in and you get a sense of, and, and a lot of this we're experienced already. What I'm saying is this, when we honor it, it sharpens, it comes into focus. You all have Holy Spirit inside of you. What I'm saying is that we can bring it into focus and that is God's desire for us to do that, okay? And disclose to you what is to come isn't just end times, but it's in the next hour. It's when you get home, you have, I have a sense of dread. You can sharpen that Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know? And you just listen. If you ask God a direct question, he'll give you a direct answer. We sometimes have this, this spiritual idea that we, we wait on God. Well, for big questions, maybe you wait on God because you shouldn't be asking some of those big, what should I be when I grow up questions. But, but for just stuff right in real-time questions, he gives us real-time answers. He just does. He wants to. But he's not human, and his first language is in English. So if you're okay with those two things, then you're okay with interacting. Because sometimes it'll be a picture. Sometimes it'll be a thought. There's a special language for each one of you with Holy Spirit. It might be a memory. It might be a sudden feeling. It might be um, you look at a bird and suddenly it's got sauce on it. You go, okay, what was that about? And then you sit and you just stop a minute. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, I've been struggling with freedom. And, and you just said something to me. Oh, wow. See, and then all of a sudden, you're having this conversation with God. And somebody goes, hey, hey, you missed your turn. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. You know, I missed whole cities. I went right through Atlanta one time. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, I can't go on. Yeah, go. I'm hung up on what you're saying. Not in a bad way. No, no, keep going. Um, <clears throat> the disclose to you what is to come. I don't think I've ever really thought about it that way. So, uh, something called a word of knowledge, in for, and we're going to talk about that maybe four or five times from now, is an understanding of something that you shouldn't necessarily know, but you know, because God shows you. Okay? And typically, it's, it's something that is in the future, or something that has happened, but you need to know about it so you can be more effective in a situation. And so, Holy Spirit loves to help us with this sort of premonition intuition but help to focus it help us to go and it's not like fortune it's none of that it's not like what are you gonna it's none of that that's not what a mother would do a mother would say 
you're you walking into a meeting and you just get a sense and, and, you, and you just stop for a minute and you just go, and sometimes just mind your P's and Q's. And you walk in and you're sitting there and you, I, I sometimes just pat the chair next to me and like, Holy Spirit, sit right here. Okay, because I, I want to keep that in mind. And then in a meeting, I'm just listening to the meeting and fully engaged, but one ear here. And it's, it's not like you walk around being this person who knows everything. It, it doesn't work that way. It, it's just sort of, there'll be a nudge here. A week later, a sudden thought about this. A su- and, and pretty soon you start to realize, oh, this is just not me. This is way better than me. Huh. I'm going to pay attention to this. I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, um, you are that river. You are that flow. How do I honor that flow? How do I, how do I live? See, Jesus said, I'm so ADHD this morning. Jesus said, I do nothing out of myself. I only do what I currently see the Father doing and hear the Father saying. Holy Spirit communicates to you in the way that he communicated to Jesus. He will help you to see and hear what the Father is saying and doing about the situation you're in. Okay? And so when Jesus spoke, he was speaking what he heard the Father tell him to say to the rich young ruler, to the woman caught in adultery, to the woman at the well. Okay? And, and we are asked to enter into a relationship that's like that. Yes, sir? Earlier, earlier in that passage is Jesus' exact words, if I don't come, if I don't go, he will not come. Right. And I've always felt in my heart of hearts that he is saying there is something that is better than having my physical presence here with you. And he, he goes through the rest of that chapter and he's very comforting to his disciples because they're like, wait a minute, what are you talking yeah. about? Where are you going? And it's like, let me tell you, this is going to be better. Right. They don't know it until they experience it later. And I've got to tell you, there's more times that I look at these passages that, well, the Holy Spirit is, his job is to convict people of sin. That's his job. What a bummer that would be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, many of us have been taught that for years. We have been taught. And it says he'll convict the world of sin. You're not of the world. So go figure, right? Um, in, In other words, yeah, the Holy Spirit, if, if I, if I do something wrong, oh yeah, like almost every day, but when I do something wrong, the Holy Spirit grieves with me because sin is falling short. The Holy Spirit knows exactly, go to the next one. The Holy Spirit, I think that will be the one. Um, well, we'll go we'll this one, it's probably the one after it, but the Holy Spirit knows who we are and our capabilities. He knows what God's intention is in every situation what God wants to get out of a situation. And the Holy Spirit's desire is to lead us in a way that we will partner with God in those situations. So that we'll, we're filled with the Holy Spirit so that there's a million, 10 million, 100 million little Jesuses in the earth. Jesus walked in the Spirit. At his baptism, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and when he came out of the desert, then word spread about him. Why? Because there's something different about him. He wasn't just a smart 12-year-old. He was a spirit-filled 33-year-old. 
And it was like, okay, what is it about you? The first thing that happens when Jesus is raised from the dead is he breathes the Holy Spirit into his disciples. The very first thing. And then he says, wait until you're clothed with power. Wait until Pentecost. Don't do anything. Don't preach. Don't, don't do nothing. Wait. Because I want you to operate the way that other verse said. I want you to operate out of relationship with me. I want you to do things out of the relationship, not to attain relationship. And even these things, even the dark things in our life, it says, if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The mindset on the flesh is death, the mindset on the Spirit is life. See, by the Spirit, we're putting to death the things that are killing us. Not to attain the Spirit, not to obtain love, not to get intimacy, but because I have intimacy. God already knows we're sinners. There's no other kind. He's only got knuckleheads to work with. Okay, that's it. I mean, there's no other kind of human. And so Holy Spirit says, in Romans 7, I know that you and your sin are two different things. And it grieves you and it grieves me. Let's work together on it. See, I, have, I now have a partner, not an accuser. And that's a huge difference in life. It's a huge difference. When I sin, when I'm the grossest, he wants me the closest, okay? I mean, that, that'll preach. When I'm the grossest, he, see, when my kids, when your, Rogers, when your kids mess up, you don't want them hiding, you want them here. Not so you can dress them down, but so you can encourage them and say, man, I know that wasn't who you are. You know, uh, I've heard you say, we're, we're better. In our family, this is who we are. We don't lie in our family. We don't, see, and the Holy Spirit says, oh, man, I know that hurts you. Let me show you. Let me help you. Let me strengthen you. There's a dark place in you um, that, that eats your lunch time and again. A way that you think. A depression or whatever. Let me help you. That is not part of you. That was bolted on later. That wasn't our intention. It's fair game to be gotten rid of. And by the Spirit... We're putting those things to death. That is, the Spirit's right in the middle of it. So when I mess up, the first thing I do is go, oh, Holy Spirit, I am so... So with that, with that baggage lady, the first thing I did when Holy Spirit nudged me, in a nice way, but firm, I was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Drop the bag, go after the woman, right? Good boy. Does that make sense? Um, but we, we have been taught... Um, and not intentionally, no one tries to poison our relationship with Holy Spirit, but we've been taught that it's sort of a conditional relationship. It's conditioned on my performance. None of us will ever perform sufficient to walk into the throne room in sinless perfection. We never will. Sin's not unimportant. It was so important Jesus took care of it. So I'm clean in God's eyes. Okay, let's go to the next one. But, but yeah, keep popcorning with stuff. Um, so here's, I already talked a little bit about this, but um, it says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I don't know if anybody's ever, I've never heard anybody preach on how do you know somebody's a Christian. This, this would be, uh, this is pretty clear. 
If you're led by the Spirit of God, you're a son of God. And all of us look at the floor. You know, it's like, you know. But this is an invitation, not an indictment. This is a, would you like to be led by the Spirit of God? Would you like in your life not to have to figure everything out? Yes, I'll help you. The most important issue in all of Scripture was law or grace. And in Acts 15, up in Antioch, there's this problem that, what time is it, by the way? I stop at 11. 1045. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story. But look in Acts 15, the council in Jerusalem. This is what they write. The church writes this. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us to tell you this. Seems good. No handwriting on the wall. Not, not 17 scriptures say this. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Go with grace. <laughs> And that's good enough for him. It's good enough for the apostles. It's good enough for Paul. It's good enough for the Bible. It's good enough for the Holy Spirit. It's good enough for us. Okay, ready to go. Um, I think I'm really near the end. Um, this talks about, and I'm going to come back to this, but this says Holy Spirit knows who you are, and Holy Spirit will lead you into being that thing. Each of you is different, and just like each of my four kids are like the four compass points, Holy Spirit knows who you are. And Holy Spirit will lead you into being who you are. Not only will Holy Spirit lead you into growing in the gifting and understanding the gifting and going from glory to glory within your gifting area, but Holy Spirit will give you power tools to do things. And we're going to talk about those. You should all be prophesying. <laughs> but it's not this woo-woo, scary, weird thing. It's not. Because we confuse supernatural with unnatural or spectacular throw those away supernatural feels like natural only more super you know it's, it's like yeah and I'll come back we'll come back to that okay let's go um, this is the most important one when I was in the shower it was oh 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 don't let oh don't let them not get this the primary thing the Holy Spirit says is you can cry out Abba Daddy you're not an orphan you're not alone you've been adopted you're in the family you're a child the one thing the Holy Spirit says inside of us more than anything else is Daddy Daddy that's a Papa Abba means Papa the one thing Holy Spirit wants us to get is you can live comfortably within this relationship you can thrive within this relationship. This relationship can be your life, not a place that you have to clean up and dress up and then go see the Wizard of Oz. This is a relationship where you live out of with all your dirt and all your impurities. He's Papa. And if we can't call him Papa, then maybe we got a, bad, a different picture of God than he wants us to have. And Holy Spirit says, no, no, no. If you can't call him Papa and run in and throw the door back and sit on his lap, there's something you're not getting about the love of God. And I'm going to teach it to you. Holy Spirit's like, it's like sometimes the mother, no, your dad, you know, it's like, it's like Holy Spirit's going, I think you got the wrong picture of dad here. Okay, let's go to the last one. Um, okay, so of those things, 
what was your favorite? Did anything surprise you of those things? I'll try to bring a handout next time with those things written down in it or something. Was there anything where you went, ooh, I hadn't even thought about that? Right? I mean, you mentioned one, I guess. On the meeting, okay. Yeah, no, I, I think that's maybe I called it intuition or. Yeah. You know, I feel like the spirit's been working in me my whole life, but just seeing it a little differently, that really. Yeah. Learning to honor the flow is just so key. It is just so key in our lives. Learning to honor the flow. Yeah. 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 And I just, that's bold and that's awesome. And, you know, I, I'm playing with the spirit of comparison. So to have the, to understand that. Yeah, I always tell your best I, stories, Aaron. You know that. that? <laughs> yeah, I always tell your best stories. I'll, I'll tell stumbling stories next time, too. Because, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. You know, and I'm speaking to myself right now. Like, stop looking around, around me. Because mm-hmm. you're one of the most deeply insightful people I know. And, and, but you second guess yourself. I just, think, I just think, Holy Spirit, would you just spoil her to the, to the point where she just goes, okay, I'm a princess. Okay, I'm a princess. I get it now. I'm a favorite. I get it now. Because you so are. You so are. To approach God, I'm sorry. To approach God in the absence of condemnation is not possible unless you understand this. To, to, because my problem is I keep trying to get near to God with all my sins and the sense of condemnation and, and, and all yeah. that. It's like the Holy Spirit is almost saying, set that aside for a minute and just relate. Yeah. Go, go read Romans 8, 1, and then figure out why the therefore is therefore. And we'll talk about that. I was just going to say my favorite is, I think you're so spot on. I live that all the time, and I love it. It is so awesome to, to ask, show me what, I, what you want me to see. And it's a, it was a process for me, but it's like what you're saying really does happen. And sometimes it's not on my timing. I had a situation with my son this weekend we kept bumping into each other and I couldn't see it and I just said God show me what I need to see about myself in this and he woke me up at 5 a.m. the next morning and it was like that's what's going on I mean it's just mm-hmm. it's so much easier but I, my favorite thing is, is that we get to live life that way we do and it's not a the next thing that happens is a number of people go well, I'm not experiencing that. What's wrong with me? Okay? And number one, we tell our best stories. You don't see all of the long periods in between when we're going, "Ah." okay? But we also know that as we get drawn into that and we honor it, we choose it, we say, look, the scripture is abundantly clear that, that we can be led by a best friend who loves us unbelievably and also is omniscient, which is a cool thing. Okay, and so we can be led and, and befriended 
lives inside of us. It's crowded in here. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, every time we go to the store, it's like, I need a bigger car. You know, so, so it's like we can live that way. But we have so learned to live as natural Christians. Not, not these animal Christians, but these natural mind. Everything is about the brain and the mind and exegesis. And, and can we step back and can we go over here where there's some foolishness and some unsureness and some uh, um, living our life with some experiential drivers to it and some risk. But the reward, the upside for me, look, I'm an Ivy League science guy, okay? But the upside for me of letting my brain be the servant of my spirit has revolutionized my life. I'll never go back. I'll never go back. In Jude, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, in Jude, when, he's, when Jude is castigating these people and he says, you're this, you're this, and you're this, and you're this, and you're this, check it out. He says, and you're merely natural. I mean, what a put down. He says, you're merely natural. It's like, you are so far below your capability. So far below, not just your capability, your being. Do you not understand your aliens on this earth? You're a higher life form because you have a spirit inside of you. But that spirit will not pander to our intellect. Just won't. Just won't. Because if it did, the spirit would limit its own self to our abilities and our understanding. And Holy Spirit will never do that. Holy Spirit will stretch us to draw us to where Holy Spirit is. Not just come where we are and just stay there. Okay, so if you want to enter into this life, it's pretty stretching. Next, okay, click. Uh, homework. Think about the truth that most hit you. Close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, will you give me a different picture of you? Will you and see what Holy Spirit does. Just, just try that. Just will you give me a different picture? Okay, click. And thank you. We'll talk about next right step next week. Thanks. Did it not get recorded? Oh. Uh.